fashion, fashion, music, music, literature, literature, abundance, abundance, focus, focus, deliverance, deliverance. From me, from me, to you, to you. Welcome, welcome to the Monty's Monty Show. Welcome to the Monty's Monty Show. Poetry, music, influences, artists, actors, producers. Welcome to the Monty's Harmon Show. We're looking for a lot of experience, and I would like to thank you all for tuning in to such a great program today. Um, here I have Oracle Claire. Are you there? I'm here. You're doing wonderful today? I am. That's a wonderful thing. Um, I want to give a little bit background on um, Miss Claire and how I know her. I've been knowing her for over nine years now. And um, we met on a radio station back in Moultrie, Georgia. And from that particular moment, we have been in each other's lives. We have been talking about some of the most epic, interesting um, things that are in current today. So, Miss Claire, I want you to give a little definition and let my listeners out there know who you are and where you're from. Well, I'm now in southwest Georgia, but I started my journey in uh, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Went from there <laughs> to uh, Florida and wound up in Miami and met so many amazing people. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that I was supposed to be there. Right. Uh, and I have uh, children and uh, four, and they're all grown and, you know, doing their own things and whatnot. Uh, here in Moultrie, Georgia, I guess I should say that. I'm, I'm, I said that, uh, I guess because I want that name to um, be a part of your understanding as we go forward. Right. Uh, something is going to start off, I believe, in this area of southwest Georgia. Maybe, maybe not Moultrie, but in this general area, there's going to be a revival, mm -hmm. uh, spiritual-wise, and uh, that will go uh, starting in the state, this particular state of Georgia, right? And but um, initiate initiating in southwest, the southwestern part, mm -hmm. and it will go all over the country and perhaps the world. Right now, I mean, it's like for real, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Is like, and I where think, is it? And I think that you're right. And I have uh, over the years. I think that Calquit County will be the place. Yes. It will be because it is the biggest, you know, county in South Georgia um, on record. So, you know, that place plays a dominant, very dominant, you know, relations to history, the beginning of, you know, the Colombians coming over and invading and taking over, over, you know, pretty much eventually the country. So a lot of it still starts back. Believe it or not, Georgia pretty much navigates the whole United States. Um, a lot of the produce, a lot of a lot of things come out of Georgia. Um, we are going back into a place now, like you said, you know, with Georgia that, you know, a lot of people that once took over is coming back. We see it a lot here in Atlanta, Georgia, with a lot of the, the um, Europeans, pretty much Caucasians, 
are taking back over the communities that once blacks dominated. So I think that that's a thing with them right now is taking back over the South. Once they're able to win the South, they're able to navigate and control the United States. But we are dominant here. So I do seriously believe that Coquit County will be, you know, and it will be somewhere where it dominates the majority of blacks. And believe it or not, there's more blacks there in, in Moultrie and in Calca County, the surrounding areas, than there are Europeans, Caucasians. So they, you know, the main place would be to dominate where the majority are, you know. So that makes right. a lot of sense of, of what you're saying. So with you coming back, coming to Moultrie, along with, you know, this being the main place, um, Georgia overall being the place where everything is going to rise. You know, even when it comes to race wars, everything is going to start pretty much here in in Georgia. So with that being said and done, what was your main purpose those years ago and even to this particular moment to have, you know, a relation or a connection with that? Uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I, I started off in the, in the South, meaning Miami, and that's where I met my husband, who is from this area of Colquitt County, okay. Moultrie, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we came up here after we retired and all of that. And then I found out all this information about Moultrie, because whenever I come into a new area, I always go to the um, city hall. I go to the library. I go to places like that. Even if I just go to visit friends somewhere in different parts of the country, I make a a stop at mm-hmm. the library or wherever the body of information is held. So, what, And I did that here. There's a museum here. Mm-hmm. And um, even though, <laughs> well, it, look, needs, it needs some work. <laughs> yes, it needs some work because I was about to ask you. Ooh. So when you went to that museum, what did you stumble across that reflected on the African-Americans? Almost nothing. Yeah. That was the thing that was startling to me. Yeah. And I asked, uh, you know, the lady there, well, how do you get, how would we get our history into this library? And they, I mean, I'm sorry, into this museum. And they were even, they was even able to say once upon a time in Wikipedia um, that, you know, for most of Georgia, that we built the community. We built, we was in the city already before they even came, you know? And it's so right. crazy that in many times they're able to say that, okay, yeah, we stole this this country or, you know, we're not really indigenous people. And then we're still able to accept that. And it's allowed these people, you know, to come into, you know, our our land, on, on our land, and to make all these laws that don't even abide by us. You know, we're not right. even upheld by the law. And that's one of the most critical things is that, you know, the Afri- you know, the black Americans, I would change that and say that they fought, they helped the enemy fight wars to win this country, you know, to, to pretty much remain in this country without being slaughtered and killed by people that was after them, you know? Yes, I, I know. And, and I asked that, and all she said was, just bring it, you know, bring whatever you want, whatever you have, and we will put it here. Okay. And uh, in the, the, you know, the museum. And I suggested that to other people because I became involved trying to become I tried to become involved in what was going on to make things better for our people here. Mm-hmm. And they said, Oh, they're not gonna put our stuff in their museum and I'm I'm saying, well They're giving the, the tax, opportunity. Yes. The tax money f- 
for that building and whoever runs it, their salary, everything right. comes from everybody. That tax money comes from everybody. So everybody's and, entitled to, to contribute. Yes, exactly. But that's not what happened. They didn't seem to want to do that. They said, we need our own place. But it it's, has not uh, happened yet. Okay, I, I can see what they're saying, but I can understand what they're saying. But uh, it didn't happen, and it hasn't happened. And the last time I went in there uh, last year, there was a big old car sitting up in there. They built uh, a, a, a part. They extended the size of the of the building, uh-huh. the museum, and they put a car. I mean, a whole old car, nineteen, twenty, or thirty something car. Now that could be room or history or whatever or something more than a car. Exactly. An old anyway. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, that... until the other thing happens, then we could put. Uh, determine what kind of history we want in there. But I think for the, key, the key is going to start with the newer generation being interested because if the older generation is not thinking that anything is going to advance, even when it comes to building, uh, having our own building, we can do that. You know, there's money that is in the pot in the community from taxpayers that could contribute right. to these type of things, you know, but that would have to actually be something that, you know, they will be willing to, to put up. You know, if they're able to start their own businesses and create all these other things there in Moultrie that has really, really, to me, no type of future, um, I would say, value to it or whatever other than passing on to family members, it needs to be something that's dominant there. And I think a lot of the younger generation will have to be the key to that. They will have to have personal interest, you know, right. in that in order for that to be enforced because they are the future. And if we, you know, we can make something and in the near future, if they don't have no... If they don't see it as value, they will let it go to waste. Just as they came up a couple of years ago saying they should, whether or not they should continue black history. Like, why ever take take that away? That's like the most prominent thing that have ever happened in American history, you know? It's dealing with our people coming and sacrificing their lives for us to, to be where we are now today. But, you know, the enemy always have a way of disguising things, making things seem okay when it's really not. And we are the generation that's understanding that it's not okay. Because what about my offspring? You know, when I'm dead and gone, the people that are here are not fighting. They need to fight, too. They need to continue to fight because it's always going to be a battle as long as the oppressors are here. Well, that's an interesting statement. <laughs> as long as they're here, it's kind of deep. Um, but that is true. And I think that the, the young people, this what I call the third and fourth generations, uh, they are here to complete this job, to complete this work, and they don't know that. They don't know that that's why they have come. Exactly. And so many of them are are trying to do something. They they they're being corrupted. They, yeah, they're being corrupted because the system has a way of knowing the the bloodline. I keep saying right. the bloodline. The bloodline still runs. And they, even with MLK, they watch the offspring. They watch to see what they got going on. They study you from, from kindergarten all the way up into to college. And they'll try to recruit right. you just to have control over you mentally to take you out away from the truth, which is the topic of, you know, of this episode is truth because that's where we stand. And on the Montese Harmon show, we speak nothing but the truth, you know. So, you know. Right. There's no way to sugarcoat it. We shouldn't sugarcoat it because that's how it's been given to us now. And now, you know, we're realizing that this is not right. This is not how it should be, you know. 
And it's getting to a point where, you know, a lot of us are willing to sacrifice our lives.